Listeners, please be warned that this week's show includes a profane word used repeatedly, and the double meaning of the word is rooster. So be warned if you're listening to this episode with kids or on a stereo or whatever. Okay, let's do this. Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. This week, impersona non grata. Dana brings the case against his friend Brendan. Several years ago, Brendan started a Hulk parody Twitter account, and he used Dana's name in the Twitter handle. Brendan says the account is funny. Dana says it's borderline impersonation. Who's right? Who's wrong? Only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom and presents the obscure cultural reference. Quote, if you want to know who you are and what you truly stand for, leave your country. Leave everything you're familiar with. Force yourself to break your routines and move somewhere far away, even if it's just for one year. You won't be a tourist, which means you'll be there for too long for your choices to be inconsequential. You'll meet people. You'll connect. A new life will begin to overwrite your old life, and the only constant that remains will be you. Once you understand that, comes the moment where you have to look at yourself and determine if you like what you see. End quote. Bailiff Jesse, swear them in. Please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God, or whatever? I do. I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that he only recognizes Gray Hulk as canon? I do. Yes, definitely. Very well, Judge Hodgman. Dana and Brendan, you may be seated. For an immediate summary judgment in one of yours favors, can either one of you two young gentlemen name the obscure piece of culture that I quoted directly from as I entered the courtroom? We'll start oh. with Dana, since you bring the case to this court. Well, I was going to guess Thoreau, but you said it's obscure, so I, I withdraw my guess. It is not Thoreau. And, uh, and uh, you know, thank you for considering Thoreau to be mainstream. I agree with you. Brendan, do you want to take a shot? Uh, I, uh, I don't, I really have no idea. I thought maybe it was from, uh, uh, a fantasy novel, but I couldn't place it. All guesses are wrong. That is actually from the introduction to the book Smashed, The Life and Tweets of Drunk Hulk by Christian A., and I don't know how to pronounce his last name. So, Christian, if you're out there in Poland where you live, forgive me. Christian A. Dumais, D-U-M-A-I-S. The French pronunciation would be Dumais, and the Ricky Gervais pronunciation would be Dumais. And Christian, as you may or may not know, created the Drunk Hulk Twitter account in 2009, which, uh, if not the first, and I'm not sure if it was, is certainly arguably the most famous and renowned of the various Hulk parody accounts that emerged on Twitter between uh, 2009 and today. He did it for five years, and he wrapped up the Drunk Hulk account, which uh, which uh, tweeted such uh, 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 standards as, uh, Drunk Hulk totally get why people's mad at 1%, but no forget about Skim too, that worst. And also, for many people, the first news they heard about the assassination of uh, Muammar Gaddafi, he wrapped that up on October 6th of last year, 2014, after five years of tweeting it. And I bring him up, uh, his book is available on uh, on Amazon. Uh, I bring him up uh, because uh, this very case revolves around 
a Hulk-style parody account. Is that not correct, Dana, who brings a case before this court? That is, that is correct, yeah. And Dana, what is the crux of your dispute with your friend Brendan? The major crux is that, well, Brendan had this idea for, for making a Hulk parody account in 2012, and, uh, and he told me about it, and he said, I want to make a Hulk parody account of you. And I said, please don't do that. And then, uh, and then nine he did, days later, he did it anyway. He did it anyway. Yeah. All right. Within, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish your finish your thought. Oh, it was, just, it, was it was he waited about about nine days, and then he he started up. All right. And explain to listeners to this uh, podcast who may not know what is a Hulk parody account on Twitter. Uh, it's just it's a uh, an account where Hulk Hulk speaks in a very specific way. He smashes things, and he. He uh, is, uses incorrect grammar and he uses all caps. You know what might actually and, uh, make it easier for our listeners? Can you explain it in Hulk talk? <laughs> uh, I can, I can, I can do my best. Uh, Hulk writes simple messages on Twitter and smash. And in all caps as well. Yeah. See, it's a, one of the things I've discovered I tend to be someone who trips over his words a lot, and I often feel that the best way to get at your precise thought is to talk like Hulk. <laughs> Brendan, you talk now. Okay, am I allowed to talk like me, or should I talk like Hulk? You pick Brendan. Okay, I pick Brendan. <laughs> I'm glad you followed my instructions. <laughs> Brendan, how do you respond to the accusation? First of all, how how old are you both? Where are you? What is your relationship? Brendan, talk now. Uh, I'm 25, uh, and uh, Dana, I always forget. I think you're 27 or so. Eight. 28. Oh, my God. And we live in Saskatoon in Canada. Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. That's uh, right. In Canada. That is a province of Canada to which I have been. Although I've never been to Saskatoon, the largest city in Saskatchewan, larger even than the provincial capital of Regina, Saskatchewan, a provincial capital whose name I like to say whenever I have an opportunity to do it. You're 25, 28 years old. You are friends, correct? Yes. And uh, what is your, uh, how long have you been friends? Oh, many years, probably eight? seven or eight years. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, since, since teenagerdom, would you say? Something like that. Fair enough. Something dumb. Yeah. And uh, and uh, what do you guys do in Saskatoon aside from annoy each other? Dana, do you want to field this one? You do a lot of things. I don't want to oh, hear from uh, Dana. I'll ask Dana in a minute. Brendan, what do you do since your life seems comparatively uh, hulkish and simple? <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it is. I just I I make uh, come on radio man. commercials. Okay. Uh, for for uh, a commercial ad agency in Saskatoon? For a non-profit community radio. Oh, fantastic. All right, good. And and Dana, we'll get to your checkered history in a moment, but Dana would like you to take this account down. It was set up in 2012. It is still up as of this day. Why is it unfair for him to ask you to take it down? Um, It's not unfair. I never... Great, goodbye. I never took it down. <laughs> I never took it down. Um, but I stopped using it and, um, and, and I, I kind of always intended to take some screen grabs and save everything, some sort of time capsule, but, uh, it's still attracts a small amount of attention from 
the odd person. Now, making uh, radio commercials for nonprofit radio in Canada apparently leaves you with lots of time on your Hulk-like hands. So I can understand why you might have time to do this. Why was Dana specifically ripe for Hulk parody? In other words, in, other words, let's, in, in fact, people who are listening at home uh, who are not driving may direct their Twitter uh, or their, their internet browser of choice to Twitter uh, and look at the account uh, along with us. It is Dana Durrell Hulk. And this speaks to the very issue because I've just said Dana's actual last name, not something we often do here on the podcast, but there's no other way to talk about it. So now Dana Durrell of Saskatoon is known to all the listeners of this podcast, I would say a full 30% of whom are internet uh, identity thieves by trade. So, <laughs> sorry. So Dana Durrell, you have, a, you have an image of, uh, of what I can only presume is a, a, a Dana because he looks like a, a nice, non-hulky, bespectacled Saskatonian on top of a Hulk body, and then you have Dana Durrell Hulk saying things in Hulk language like Hulk sad, Hulk missed craft fair, will have to hand make, handmade idiosyncratic gifts for non-denominational holidays, Hulk self. Why is, why is this, this is the most recent tweet posted uh, over a year ago, 7 December 2013, why, why is this Dana Durrell all over? Um, I think you might have actually gone to a craft fair that day. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think when I started it, he was so prevalent on social media from my perspective that <laughs> it was exactly, exactly. But then it was, uh, from your perspective, you mean your friend kept popping up in your social media feeds? Pretty much, yeah, yeah. God, isn't that the worst when your friends are all up in your social media feeds? <laughs> the people so that you've weird. chosen to follow? I know. It's like, whoa, who gave you the right? <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. That's what I say a lot of times to my wife, you know. On, I'll, I'll see, like, pictures of our children that she posts on Facebook. How dare she? Yeah, that's what, that's what I say. That's what I used to say to my cat before he died and he wandered through the hallways. What makes What gives you the right to be so famous? It's my turn now. You need to be taken down a peg, cat. Walking through the hallway, in my, in my, in my sight feed, blowing up my sight feed in this hallway, cat. His name was Petey. He's dead. Why? You know, all this is too confusing, Brendan. Talking Hulk talk. Why make Hulk parody account of Dana friend? Why? First Hulk story about your cat. Uh, no Hulk is Hulk make account because Hulk think Dana. Fun person to parody. But Hulk can't explain why Dana. Why Dana? Why Dana? <laughs> what is about Dana that make him ripe for parody? Even in limited confines socially, culturally of Saskatoon. Is he big name in Saskatoon politics? Is he big name in Saskatoon culture? Why Dana? Why Saskatoon? Why now or then? Why Saskatoon is a very good question. Uh, I, oh wait, I'm Hulk now. Yeah, do it, man. Okay, it's your, it's, uh, it's your, it's your, because it's your dime. Hulk bank account for purposes of um, uh, Dana and Hulk am similar in many ways, but Hulk cannot make parody account of self no. without it seeming. Ridiculous. I don't know what kind of weird knots of irony you guys tie yourself up in 
up there in Saskatoon, but you can't even speak plainly about this one simple thing. Hulk cannot make parody of Hulk one Hulk Bubba. Dana, are you there? Hello. Hi. Try to answer these questions plainly and simply, okay? What do you do up there in Saskatoon? Uh, well, I, I work at a, a skating rink right now, and Period. I'm an archaeologist. What? <laughs> Classic combo. <laughs> and I also All right. Can, have... we, can, we just, can we just stand by, Dana? Thank you very much for answering directly. Brendan, why don't you just say, my friend works in a skating rink and he's an archaeologist. <laughs> I would he have also been so... has chased balloons and uh, worked on a farm and done a lot of interesting things that make him I don't unique. want to, I don't want to, I look, I don't want to listen to the guy who makes community radio ads anymore. I want to listen to the roller skating archaeologist. <laughs> Hulk say, Judge Hulk say, you be quiet. Dana, do you have a, uh, yeah. are you, do you have a, do you have a doc, do you, are you, are you a doctor of archaeology? No, I'm a bachelor of archaeology. Okay. Bachelor Dana, roller skating rink archaeologist. Why, it's a, why do ice you, skating. Oh, excuse me. Ice, oh, right. Of course, Canada. I apologize. Never mind. This is Saskatoon. I mean, I think what yeah. he's saying when he says that he works at an ice skating rink is that the entire city of Saskatoon is an ice skating rink between the months of October and May. And by archaeologist, it means that when the summer warms up, he digs out the lost toques <laughs> <laughs> and tries to return them to their owners. It's heritage. Dana, how come, how come Brendan did this and why do you not like it? Uh, well, chiefly, I don't like it because as first, stated, answer my, my first, first question first, last. answer my first question first. Why do you think oh. Brendan chose you to be the subject of his Hulk parody account? Uh, is there I, a specific reason? Is it just friendly mischief malice? I think I'm, I'm think I'm finally understanding that what Brendan really wanted to do was just talk and Hulk talk himself on Twitter, but couldn't do it about himself for some reason. So he picked you at random. Is it at random? What's going on? I think maybe he thought that I was like well known, and maybe he. I don't know. Maybe he was thought I was more popular, like more popular than him. I don't know what. Okay. Would you say that in Saskatoon, you're what passes for a celebrity? I would not. I would not like to say that. But that I think more people. Well, well, how do you define celebrity? Yeah, I don't know. You're the Saskatoonian. I would say that in this city, I think more people know who I am than I know who they are. And why would they know who you are more than you know who they are? Why? Uh, well, on the the radio station that Brendan works at, I have I have uh, been a host for several years. Okay. So you are something of a public uh, something of a public figure. Yeah, so you could you could say that. And what do you spin Canadian rock and roll platters? Do you give some Canadian news out? Do you host some Canadian talk of the I play talk of the nation? The be- the best Canadian rocker music only. That's that song from As It Happens. It goes bum 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 I wish to apologize on behalf of my bailiff for trying to reduce Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, and all of Canada into a single punchline. I think it's there are probably thirty punchlines to to Canada. And the truth is that Canada has and 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 Western Canada in particular has a a vibrant music scene and Saskatchewan, or I should say Saskatoon uh, has a vibrant music scene of its own. Is that not correct? Uh, Dana. That's very true. Right. 
And so it is absolutely possible that a man could have a job or a woman on a Canadian radio station playing the best Canadian rock songs ever, which I hope is the name of the show. <laughs> and it is also equally plausible that that radio station would be a nonprofit. Now that I understand that you're a bit of a public figure, uh, you would like him to take it down. Uh, why does it bother you? Well, it just, it makes me uncomfortable that there's this thing out there with my first and last name on it that I have no control over at all. And to that point, we have an expert witness who we'll bring in after this break for official business. Official business? What? Yes. What kind of business? What? 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 Official business, Jesse. Because it's the Max Fun Drive. The Max Fun Drive or Max Fund Rive, depending on how you pronounce it. Something we only do once a year for two weeks to support the production of this show throughout the year. It starts now and goes through Friday, March 27th. And what does that mean for you? It means that if you've been listening to the show this past year, we're now asking you to give back and become a member of Maximum Fun. MaximumFun.org is supported by you and your donations. We're sadly not supported by the good people at the Utz Potato Chip Company uh, or any other corporate interest. Instead, we are directly supported by you uh, those of you, at least, who choose to go to MaximumFun.org slash donate and support us. We've got a goal for this Max Fund Drive. It's 2,000 new and upgrading monthly members. I think we can do it. I think we are in a great position to do it. There are many more listeners of the Judge John Hodgman program this year and many more people who love the Judge John Hodgman program more than ever before this year. And I, I think Judge John Hodgman can do its part to get Max Fun to that 2,000-person goal. And besides the incredible momentum within the Judge John Hodgman listening community, the listcom, as I call it, there are now sure. lots of other reasons that now is the time to join up and donate at MaximumFun.org slash donate. MaximumFun.org slash donate. One reason. This is the only time that you get all of the thank you gifts that we put together. It's also the only time that challenge donors will contribute extra for each and every new member that joins. That's two reasons I accidentally gave instead of one. And you'll get exclusive bonus content. That's three reasons. Thrice times reasons. Once, twice, three times a reason. <laughs> we try and make sure that there is a level at which everyone can, can afford to support this show and all of the shows at MaximumFun.org. But Jesse, let's say I can only spare, say, $7 a month. How can I help? Well, how about five bucks a month? Could, could you do five bucks a month? That's less than seven. Well, hang on. Let me do some little math. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> what do, but so, what do I get for $5 a month? We now have more than 50 hours of special bonus content for MaximumFun.org donors. 50 hours. There are numerous episodes that are exclusive to those people who choose to support this show with a couple of bucks a month. I mean, I, it, is, uh, it is an embarrassment of riches at this point. So for $2.50 um, per Judge John Hodgman episode alone over the course of a year, you are unlocking 50-plus hours of content that you've never heard before? Not even $2.50 per Judge John Hodgman episode. A dollar right. to a dollar twenty-five per Judge John Hodgman episode. That's right. Uh, I did the math wrong. <laughs> alone four um, episodes per month all right now, I'll, do, I, I'll get it one of these days 
Um, what do you get for 10 bucks a month, Judge Hodgman? You get a sweet tote bag. You know, it's never a radio or radio simulacrum pledge drive without a tote bag going out. It's part of the deal. But this tote bag, the Maximum Fun tote bag, is really something special. And yeah, let's go to Maximum. It, you've always got stuff you need to tote. So where do you check it out? <laughs> maximumfund.org slash donate it is right there you can check it out it is genuinely sweet we do not mess around with the stuff that you get i'm a stuff connoisseur i i put my personal fingerprint on these things and they are awesome every time i promise you that and while jesse's putting his fingerprint on them i'm licking every one of them yes so so. everyone's been touched by us yeah, I mean, everybody, it's its a sort of a CSI experience. Join at the $20 per month level, and we will send the MaxFun in-flight power pack to your door. It is full of what you need when you're on the go. A portable device charger to make sure you don't run out of juice for all your podcasts. A collapsible water bottle to make sure you don't run out of water for all your podcasts. A pack of antibacterial wipes that will sneak easily past TSA so you can wipe my licking and Jesse's touching off of everything else in your gifts. And a pair of pilot wings, right? Like you used to get from the pilot when you were a kid on a plane. Crack this bad boy open and you will be ready to fly. I don't, sat down don't actually our... try to fly the plane, though. <laughs> then you will be put in prison. But you know what I'm saying. You know, these work on buses and in cars as well. I want to make that abundantly clear. You just have to be on the go. Even on foot, they work. Maybe you're at a place, Jesse, where you're, uh, you're, you're, a, you're one of the weird dads who frequently calls into the podcast. You, 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 you've graduated <laughs> from college. You've paid off some or all of your student loans. You make a comfortable living. You can give a little bit more. If you join us at the $35 per month level, you'll be part of what we call the leadership squad. And you know why we call it that, Jesse? Because that's what it is. 35 bucks a month, you get to be part of the squad, and that privilege comes with a beautiful pair of shot glasses engraved with our rocket logo. You do not want to miss out on doing a shot of your favorite adult beverage uh, from one of these classes. Otherwise, that adult beverage is going to be all over your hands. All of these, by the way, are cumulative. So if you join the leadership squad, you get the shot glasses, you get the travel pack, and you get the tote bag in addition to all of the 50 plus hours of bonus content. Um, you know, some people really want to step up. Um, and I'm, I'm so grateful to these people. There's some people for whom Max Fun is a big part of their life. Um, this show and, and other Max Fun shows are a big part of their life. And, you know, they're doing okay. And they really want to make their voice heard and say, I want this stuff to continue to exist. Um, and for those people, there are two really special levels that I want to highlight. Um, at $100 a month, you join the inner circle. And every month, uh, one of the Max Fun hosts picks a special item to be mailed to you, uh, or in some cases, emailed to you a piece of culture, a book, a, an album, a video, a film. Um, and it is a really special and cool thing, and I'm so glad to be a part of it. Um, and I and I happen to say I am the, a member of the Inner Circle, so I'm getting the stuff that everyone else is sending. And uh, it's, it's fantastic to hear what's on the uh, bedside tables uh, or to read what's on the iPods. That didn't work out too well, but you know what I'm saying. Of all, yeah. the, all the great people that you like from the Maximum Fun family. And if you are able to give... At the $200 per month level, we will cover your registration at MaxFunCon 2016. What's MaxFunCon 2016, Jesse? 
basically the greatest gathering of amazing people and stuff that you could ever hope to have. Here's the big thing, Judge Hodgman. In my mind, the big difference isn't but isn't about what level you give at. Pick a level that you can afford and and one that moves you. Uh, it's the difference between supporting the shows that you really care about and 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 not. And we really appreciate everybody who steps up and goes to maximumfund.org slash donate to support this work yeah. that we do. Um, we're just so grateful. So, all right, Jesse, we have justices waiting. Shall we get back to the show? Absolutely. Let's get back to our expert witness. And the guys from Saskatoon, uh, we'll be back to tell you a little bit more about the Max Fund Drive when we come back a little bit later. All right. Now we're back after that bit of official business. And we are ready to welcome our expert witness. Please, gentlemen of Saskatoon, Bailiff Jesse Thorne, please welcome the great writer, radio personality, documentarian, and friend of this court, author of The Psychopath Test, and the forthcoming book called So You've Been Publicly Shamed. Mr. John Ronson. Hi, hello there. I've, I've listened to every word and I have things to impart. Well, why don't you begin imparting as soon as possible? Part of the, we don't just bring you into the court because you're a great writer and a, an, an amazing a talker with a fantastic accent, but also uh, you have direct experience with just this sort of thing, do you not? My story begins with me accidentally typing my name into Google and discovering that there was indeed another John Ronson on Twitter with my face and my name. His, my Twitter handle is John Ronson. His was John underscore Ronson. And as I stared in surprise at his timeline, uh, he tweeted something along the lines of, going home, I can't wait to make myself a lovely muscle and lemongrass stew. So I tweeted, who are you? And he replied, watching Seinfeld, uh, can't wait for this evening. I'm going to have a wonderful dinner party. My goodness. That was his yeah. reply. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, anybody who knows me knows that there's nothing uh, that terrifies me more than a dinner party. So... This other John Ronson was a very different human being to me. And did you ever did you ever track down who was doing this and why? Yes, I did. Um, I became obsessed. Um, I, in fact, I'd look at the other John Ronson's Twitter feed before I'd look at my own. Um, <laughs> and at one point, I woke up in the morning, checked the other John Ronson's Twitter feed, and in the night, he'd he'd tweeted, "I am dreaming about time and cock." <laughs> So, and of course, I that of course is a an an, an English word for a a a, a, a rooster, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, quite frankly, um, even if I did dream about cock, I I don't think I'd tweet about it, and it was being followed. This this other Twitter feed was being followed by plenty of people who who I knew from real life, um, who were presumably wondering why I'd suddenly become so interested in fusion cooking, um, and also candid about dreaming about cock. Uh, so yeah, so I did some investigating and I tracked down the person behind this this spam bot. It was a spam bot. And what what does that mean to 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 your mind, spam bot? Do you mean it? well? I didn't I didn't know. I'm sorry, go on. It was a robot that was working on behalf of Big Cock. (laughs) 
<laughs> it was some kind of automated it was some kind of automated thing in other words the person behind it was not actually sitting down and composing these imitative sentences but had programmed some program to create sort of random comments in your name yeah exactly okay. um, right. which when i when i finally met the person said that most of the content was generated um from my wikipedia page but i didn't understand that because there's nothing on my wikipedia page about lemongrass or cock <laughs> well i've made a i've made a recent edit that may surprise you <laughs> so it turns out that it was the work of three intellectuals. Um, one was a lecturer from the University of Cologne, mm-hmm. and one was a, a, something called a cyber culturalist or something along those lines. And another was a researcher from Warwick University or formerly of Warwick University. So, you know, serious people, the kind of people who give TEDx talks. And why would, um, well, stand, stand, uh, hold, hold the phone right there. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been to tedx saskatoon because uh you know you you can get a, you can go to that thing thing you're going to see some serious talks and all of a sudden it's some ice skating archaeologist <laughs> do, doing well actually I, canadian I'm human sorry, beatboxing or something go on go on I, well i actually went to a tedx talk once in, in marrakesh morocco one of the talks was a woman doing erotic uh, hula hooping to to led zeppelin well what <laughs> else do you expect from tedx marrakesh Right. <laughs> I'm sorry that I wasn't there. Yeah. So do you have any sense of why they were doing this to you? Yeah. Uh, a few months earlier, I had made a video for The Guardian um, about spam bots where I sort of, I kind of poked gentle fun at an intellectual exercise to, uh, you know, involving spam bots. And, and these people took exception. They weren't involved in the, in the, in the original video. So they made. felt called to defend the integrity of people who make spam bots? Yeah, although they didn't call it spam bots because I found him and I said, will you please take down your spam bot? And he wrote back, um, we prefer the term infomorph. So this is some weird art project that they're working on where they're creating personalities online and then, then, they, then they say, how dare you question the integrity of another personality online or why, you know, why are you, why are you uh, uh, coming down hard on artificial intelligence? Isn't that... Isn't that speciesist of you? Some kind of weird psych out game that they're playing? Yes, that's right. exactly that was exactly their argument. At one point they said to me, the internet is not the real world. Well, let's let's let those people go to hell and let's focus on how it affected your life, both uh, practically speaking and in terms of your emotions. Did you have a good time while this was going on? Was it fun for you? No, I felt I felt a very I felt a tightness in my chest. Um, yes, I but, John, myself- but John, I know you pretty well. You feel that every day, just when a <laughs> cloud crosses the sky. That is true, and I have to admit that when I was angry about other things, I would sometimes go onto the other John Ronson's Twitter feed <laughs> as a kind of squeeze ball, um, so I could be angry about that instead of some other thing that I was angry about in my life. So, so in effect, uh, it provided you a service. In a, in a funny sort of way, but I found myself surprisingly uh, discombobulated by this experience because it, it made me realize that, you know, I have I've spent my life deciding what sort of human being I, I am. I'm feeling comfortable uh, to, to an extent anyway with my um, human being um, life decisions. Uh, and then suddenly there was this other John Ronson on Twitter that I had 
no control over. I see. As, as, you, as you said, it was, it's really weird to find that there's somebody with your own name and you've got no control over them. Well, I still see no... I still see no explanation why you are a more valid John Ronson than this artificial intelligence. That's very speciesist of you. But moving on, I guess, Dana, did you experience any personal, emotional confusion or dismay along the lines of what John Ronson describes when you learned that this other Dana Durrell was out there in the world hulking it up on Twitter? Uh, well, I never expected to to meet another me running around, but I, there were several tweets that like had nothing to do with me as a person like there was one that I think said that I was uh, trying out for the bike polo team or something, and I've never done that. And there was something else about wearing a cardigan. And I don't, I'm not known for my cardigan wearing. I'm not a dad. What would you say you are known for? Uh, t-shirts, mostly. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, oh, man. Here comes Dana in one of his classic tees. Can you explain what you mean by you are known for t-shirts? Do you make t <laughs> Or do you, <laughs> no, no, do you I just, wear T-shirts? I, I, I wear T-shirts, not cardigans. I don't know why. Like there was, I just remember oh, a tweet that explicitly said, like, oh, we're in Hulk Dana Durrell wears cardigan. It ripped or something like that. And this offended you? That, you, that, it, might uh, be, that it might get out there in the world? In Saskatoon? Like, do you hear that uh, Dana's wearing cardigans now? Jeez. That guy, you think <laughs> that guy's going to play good rock and roll on the nonprofit radio now that he's wearing cardigans? <laughs> There was one that that implied that I uh, had harassed uh, sto- thrift store workers. I see, and I, I took offense at that. Do you feel that there is a reasonable likelihood of confusion among people who know you by in person or by reputation who might think that this is actually your account? That did happen. That lots of people actually told me uh, once the account came up that they thought it was me. And, uh, and then I would tell them, oh, it's not me. Like, please don't think that it's me. And that kept happening. And uh, one of my friends actually believed that for uh, a year. Yeah, I believe he submitted some evidence here, a, a, yeah. a transcript of a conversation with a friend named Joanna. Uh, I, will not, I will not name her last name, but I will just point out that this is not the popular Twitter account, Hulk Joanna Graves. Joanna says, I actually thought that was you for a good year. And then I found out it wasn't you. Dana, you thought that was me. Joanna, I did. Dana, okay for a year. Joanna, someone told me it wasn't you. And I was like, really? Because it really didn't seem like things that you were saying. And it's a, I mean, it's a compelling uh, back and forth. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I should have told you all to grab some popcorn before I started reading it. And we have an audio file of the conversation as well that we'll make available online uh, at maximumfun.org. The only way to have made it more compelling would have been to introduce the music from as it happens you know jesse you in on our on our last recording you you made me feel terrible about confusing first-time listeners <laughs> with with overly esoteric references and now i am going to confess to you sir Probably a lot of first-time listeners, certainly I'm gathering from context, first-time Canadian listeners will know exactly what you're talking about, but I don't. As it happens, as a Canadian radio show. Is that what's going on? Very popular and also popular on American public radio. I do apologize to all, to all the listeners who knew that. Well, I don't apologize to all the listeners who knew that when I did not, because now they have a smug feeling of superiority, which I know is what fuels them every day. So, got it. Now I understand what's going on. I feel a little bit better. Uh, Joanna thought that it was you, at least one other friend, I think that you provided thought that it was you. 
the uh, and so there was the possibility of some confusion although really she wasn't confused because it was nothing she said it was nothing that you would have said in the brief that was provided to me brendan uh you claimed that the account was not meant to lampoon dana personally but the saskatoon hipster in general end quote what are you talking about there you can speak in regular english or hulk language you choose well, first, I just wanted to say that if the obscure cultural reference had had anything to do with as it happens, we probably wouldn't be sitting here anymore. Uh, but um, I, I think that uh, basically it was this thing where I could see Dana being a good almost mascot for that kind of thing, um, while I could simultaneously um, kind of have some some fun with it not just being um, what most people stereotypically refer to as a hipster, because I think that that is a useless uh, but tag. You use, the, you use the term Saskatoon hipster, and I guess my question is, what is a Saskatoon hipster? And as a follow-up, is it possible that while uh, uh, that, that Dana could be confused, that there would be a likelihood of confusion between the real Dana Durrell and Hulk Dana Durrell insofar as a Saskatoon hipster is known well for his t-shirts, his hatred of cardigans, his love of polo playing and his abuse of thrift store employees. I don't, I don't know if I ever said that he abused anybody, but I I'm wearing a cardigan right now. And, um, I think that, uh, uh, it's a matter of kind of, it's, it's just us and our friends kind of, I, and I wanted to see if I could get any traction with it. What kind of traction would have been satisfactory to you? Um, well, I didn't think that anybody would think it was him. Uh, it was a foolish thought, uh, but... Um, no, it only I had his of, name in it and his picture, correct? Yeah, that's true. What, but I thought, what, I thought what people thought is, more critically. What, what picture of this... What is the picture that you're using for the avatar here in the Hulk Dana Drill? Dana went to a local comic book convention uh, to cover it for a local website, and he got his picture take drawn as the Hulk, and he posted it online, and that was where the idea came from. And do you have the rights to this image? <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that as an answer. <laughs> John Ronson. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Uh, <laughs> Right now, we have two fake Twitter accounts. One that is this fake John Ronson, one that is this fake Dana Durrell, both of relatively public people within their realms. Did you ever lose work or feel that a job was compromised because the fake John Ronson was out there talking about Solariac? No, right. um, but my um, negative feelings uh, about the loss of identity was surprisingly right. real. You can save you can save that wishy-washy stuff for for the <laughs> fake internet civil lawsuit, okay? This is a fake internet court of justice. <laughs> of that, criminal no. law. Yeah. No, I don't think I lost I don't think I lost any work. Fair enough. Did you ever approach Twitter and say uh this is going on and I want it to stop? No, I, I quite honestly wouldn't have known where to start, how how to do that. Well, in fact, you know, it's a, it's something that comes up quite a bit on Twitter, and I've had to invoke it myself. There was an account using the name John Hodgman and a, and a picture from my Wikipedia page, and there didn't seem to be too much malice going on, and the, and the account had been 
uh, inactive for a while, and so I kind of left it alone. But there was another person who did another kind of fake John Hodgman and was saying things I didn't like and didn't want to have confused with me. And I did report it to Twitter because the, there are lots of these fan parody accounts, and the requirements just for for everyone's uh, information are that the avatar should not be the exact trademark or logo of the account subject. So that doesn't really apply to humans, unfortunately. And the account name should not be the exact name of the account subject without some other distinguishing word such as not fake or fan. Since Hulk is a fictional character, Hulk Dana Durrell falls into a, dare I say, gray Hulk area because (laughs) there's one for the nerds uh, because it's, it's not reasonable to imagine it's 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 hard to interpret whether or not the real Dana Durrell would make this account himself as a as a Hulk version of himself, or or whether simply by putting Hulk in front of it would indicate to any reasonable viewer that it is an, an, a someone else, a third party who is not connected with Dana Durrell. So we'll set that aside for a moment. But in your case, John, it was just John underscore Ronson and your picture. It would seem that you would have a case to take to Twitter if you really wanted to shut this down. Yeah, Twitter just felt like like this monolith, like the monolith from 2001. I wouldn't have known, you know, where the door was. Um, I, maybe it's changed now. This was a little while ago. This was maybe two years ago. Um, maybe, maybe it's changed now. I don't think it generally has. We've been trying to figure out how to get the uh, unused Twitter handle at Pop Rocket for our new show, and it just completely baffles me. I've spent like 20 minutes staring at websites <laughs> trying to figure out which form I'm supposed to fill out and what things I'm supposed to write on the form. And the only success I've ever had in that area is when we had a similar situation with uh, at Bullseye, the name of my public radio program. And that only changed. We only got at Bullseye uh, when I think Chris Hardwick called somebody for us. Right, right. Yes. And I think this is a complaint that lots of people have. Like, it's very easy. A bit like, you know, like the mafia uh, or the triads. It's very easy to join um, Twitter, but it's very hard to leave. Dana, um, <laughs> Dana did you ever consider taking your, uh, your frustration to Twitter itself and asking them to shut down the account? I, I have not considered that. No, I, I, I assumed that they would ignore that. So I never... And you have your own Twitter account. Yes, it's very similar to the Dana Durrell Hulk in name. Because it is your name, correct? Yeah. Yeah, which was not hard for you to get because you're a DJ in Saskatoon. Yeah, yeah. Right. I just snapped it right up. That's right. And and Brendan, is the, the Hulk Twitter, the Hulk Dana Durrell account active currently or no? Uh, it depends on your definition of active. Uh, it doesn't tweet. Okay. So, so it doesn't act. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's if. Well, how is it if still? If, if it is. So, sometimes. It hasn't uh, tweeted. According to my research here, it hasn't tweeted uh, since uh, December, 7 December 2013, I think I mentioned before. Sometimes I get notifications uh, and I think they're for my Twitter account and I open it up and I maybe I'll see a tweet and I'll favorite it or I'll reply and then hastily delete the tweet. I see you. Uh, All right. Okay. I got you. So you, you occasionally accidentally log into this account and take action as this account and favorite other tweets and that sort of thing? Yes. And I noticed in one of these tweets that you favored, 
you mentioned uh, it was a tweet by someone else that was favored, that you favored as Dana Durrell Hulk. Some of these band names sound like they're from a John Worcester call. Yes. Does that ring a bell to you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would have thought that was my account. By John Worcester call, I I presume you're referring to calls into the best show on thebestshow.net with uh, Tom Sharpling. Are you a listener to that show? I am, indeed. What do you think Tom Sharpling would think about your opening up a fake Twitter account in your friend's name and then when asked to take it down, refusing to do so? He would probably uh, call me garbage or some such. All right. Why do you not want to take it down at this point? That's tough. That's a hard question to answer. Um, Given that there's no good reason for keeping it up, I can imagine it would be hard (laughs) to answer why you must keep it up. uh, You have to convince me, obviously, sir, that it is imperative for some reason that you keep it up, whether that reason is personal, artistic, etc. I think it's a classic case of procrastination. I, I was planning on maybe jotting down the uh, the the tweets or saving them or screen screen grabbing them just for posterity for my own uh, personal amusement, not for any revenge or uh, you know blackmail purposes. Um, and then I never got around to it, and then uh, it just never happened. With, just for purposes of posterity. Is there a particular Dana Durrell Hulk tweet that you enjoy the most that you would like to read in Hulk voice now for us? <laughs> it's funny because I looked at them recently, like last week, and I, I thought, you know, these aren't as funny as I thought they were. <laughs> Shall I read one? Oh, that would be great. Tryout for bike polo went about as expected. Hulk broke bike and didn't make team. Hulk find most clothes at rural thrift stores great because A, quirk factor, B, Hulk don't mind if pants pre-ripped, best combo. Hot air balloons are great, but they don't let you go up and make out in them like Hulk thought. These are all tweets from the Dana Durrell Hulk parody account, parodying the famous radio DJ of Saskatoon, Dana Durrell. (laughs) A lot of them are about making out. Well, they sound like some kind of Mako bandit. Why would why would the hot air balloon? <laughs> are you known throughout Saskatchewan? Why is not there a Twitter account called Dana Durrell Makeout Bandit? <laughs> that I would stand, subscribe st- to. Stand by. <laughs> stand by. Logging out, creating new account. Are you known in Saskatoon as a makeout bandit? Uh, I don't think so. No, you sure? I'm Dana not sure. Durrell. I'm putting in my, uh, it's been in uh, Hodgman at MaximumFun.org. Fake Dana (laughs) Durrell. Password unknown. Uh, Username Dana Durrell make out. Make out. Oh, it's too long. That's why there isn't one. Oh, that, that explains it. Dana, does it really have to be short like that? Dana Durrell make out. Yeah, I can only get it to Dana Durrell make O. 
No, we're gonna we're gonna have to work on this later. I think we'll have to sort of vanity license plate it. All right, good. Um, Dana, are you known as a hot air balloon makeout bandit? Do you love hot air balloons? Uh, I had a job for a while chasing hot air balloons and catching them. I want to live in Canada so much where a young man can make his life working in a skating rink as a as a bachelor of archaeology and catching runaway hot air balloons. This sounds like the greatest place on earth, but for now, I think I've heard everything that I need in order to make my decision. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to chase this zeppelin all the way back to my chambers and make my decision in a moment. I'll be back. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Dana is this about you worrying that someone will confuse this account with you? Or is this a, a, about you being upset that your friend is mocking you for being a hipster? Uh, it might be a little a little of the latter, but I mean, he fits a lot of the same bills that I do. He, he dislikes trends that he doesn't participate in, but he participates in other trendy things himself. So I don't know. Uh, He's a hipster in his own right. Um, it's more that like I, I, I asked him to take it down, and I think as a good friend, he should have taken it down when I asked him to do, to do so. Brendan, why wouldn't you do it when, he, when your friend asked you to do it? Uh, it's, I remember having uh, some sort of two-hour debate in the middle of the night at a party where somehow we ended up hugging and crying and not coming to a resolution about this. Um, this got to the point of tears and you wouldn't take down your parody Twitter account being followed by a hundred people, most of whom are probably at John underscore Ronson style spam bots. I was probably also crying to be fair. Um, Cause you couldn't, you couldn't believe as you looked in awe at what a monster you were. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Uh, how, how do you think your chances are in this case, Brendan? Uh, as soon as I knew who the guest was, I I knew I was toast. <laughs> uh, how about you, Dana? How do you feel? I feel like the, the just thing to do is for this account to be deleted and gone forever. And I think that that will prevail. Okay, we'll be back with Judge John Hodgman's verdict. But first... I'm going to excuse myself to his chamber so we can talk a little bit more about the Max Fun Drive, the absolute last break of this show. Jesse, Jesse, Hodgman. Jesse, yes. can, I, can I, I, I want to talk about the Max Fun Drive too. Do you mind if I just bust in for a little bit? I, I've, I've put the whole case into my computer deliberator and uh-huh. it's gonna, it'll, it'll give me a, it'll give me a result in a second. So I have, a so you just do that electronically. I have no idea. Yeah. It's like a Scantron test. It's just goes through a thing. I just pencil in some variables and number two pencil i shoot it through the thing and it doesn't oh, that's what this whole ticker tape full of prepositions is about that's okay exactly i right. got it got so it. look i just wanted to talk about the max fund drive because we've recapped all the thank you gifts which are limited edition only available until march 27th for new and upgrading donors at maximumfund.org slash donate after that we destroy the gifts we destroy them so that's some incentive to give right now and become one of the 2,000 new and upgrading members we're looking for? Yes, we're looking for, but also we need. Because why give? Why, Jesse? Well, you know, there uh, your money goes directly to support the production of this show. So that doesn't just mean paying talent. It means paying for a producer 
who calls all of the cases and talks to the people and talks them through setting up their equipment and schedules things and so on and so forth. Yeah, Julia means, doesn't work for free. Absolutely not, nor should she. It means paying our friend Mark McConville to edit this show. It means paying for studios and equipment, both here in Los Angeles and in Brooklyn, where Judge John Hodgman's chambers are located. Um, it means for paying for a studio when John is on the road so that he can continue to do the show every week. Um, it, your money really goes directly to support the production of this show. And also, you'll feel better. Think of how you feel right now before you've given. Tired, haggard. Dry mouth. <laughs> it happens. These symptoms can be easily alleviated and replaced with satisfaction, pride, uh, enjoyment uh, of knowing uh, that you've contributed uh, to the well-being of a thing that you like and maybe even love. This is a thing that I've been saying for the past couple of years. Uh, as culture has come at us from so many different places, so many different ways, in ways that are very confusing, uh, so much of the culture that we get these days has the appearance of being free, right? Because either we uh, get it off the internet, forgetting that we're paying for that internet to bring it to our house, or we get it off of a streaming subscription service like a Netflix or a Hulu, forgetting that it's ad-supported, or forgetting that we're paying every month to do it. We kind of put all that money aside and just sort of let let the credit cards take care of it and let the auto pay take care of it. And it all seems like it's free, right? Or maybe it's just free, like this podcast. Like you get it every week for free, right? We don't ask you for money. We get a little bit of money from sponsors and, and you feel like this is just part of the air that you breathe. And we love that because it allows you to become um, a part of the community and feel that it is part of your life, which is what we want, Right. At the same time, in all of this culture that's coming at us, it's hard to remember that it doesn't make itself. Professional people like Julia, like Mark, like Jesse, and talented amateurs like myself <laughs> get, get together and give up their time in order to make something for you. And there are costs involved that aren't covered by sponsorship. I have always said, and I will say, no, you are not compelled to like a thing. And even if you like it, you are not compelled to support it financially. But if you do want to support a thing that you love, if you care about it and want it to continue, there is no better way. There is no blog post you could write. There is no tweet you could tweet. There is no tumble you could tumble. There is no animated GIF. I said GIF that you could make of this show or any other and circulate on the internet that means the same thing to that piece of culture that you love than supporting it financially in the way that it makes money, right? Every time you support something financially in the way that it makes money, you are ensuring a little bit that it can come back and be a part of your world again and again and again. And I'm telling you right now, my friends who are, and, and even my foes within the sound of my voice, but most of you are my friends, I think. If you like the Judge John Hodgman podcast, I and Jesse and Julia and Mark and all at MaxFun, thank you. If you want to support the Judge John Hodgman podcast in a way that matters, in the way that we make money, this is the way we make money. This is the time 
This is how you do it. Go to MaximumFun.org slash donate and help out if you can. It's really simple. When you go to MaximumFun.org slash donate, you'll choose a level anywhere between $5 a month and $200 a month, something that you can afford. Um, it'll process automatically every month. You don't have to worry about anything besides canceling it if you decide to cancel it. And your contribution is split equally amongst the shows that you listen to. So um, mark the shows from MaximumFun.org that you listen to regularly, including Judge John Hodgman, we presume. And, uh, you know, we will get directly a portion of that money. Um, you know, that's that's how all of the shows at MaximumFun.org get paid. You know, these are creator-owned programs um, this isn't some massive media conglomerate. This is a cooperative of creative people who have gotten together to make this. Uh, so the shows that you click on as listening to are the ones that get paid. So anyway, I want to know what's going to happen to uh, at Dana Durrell Hulk, who apparently is, and this is a direct quote, a capable young Hulk. Uh, so let's return to the courtroom and uh, we'll let the judge dish out some justice. You can go to MaximumFun.org slash donate while you're listening. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom. Judge think lot of issue at stake. Friendship. Why friend no do thing that asked. Justice. Why other friend have to put up with confusion of friends around. Is one friend being nice or mean? Judge can't keep up this talk, but judge try. Also issue. David Reese say, making cultural reference not the same thing as making culture, making fun of friend not the same thing as making jokes, using Hulk account thing not the same thing as coming up with idea for Hulk account, Judge John Hodgman podcast wait on comment from real drunk Hulk, but he in Poland who know. Someday maybe he write back to me, say what on his mind, how he feel about Saskatchewan man, take Hulk idea and run with it in small bore way that make fun of only one balloon chaser. Until then, question mark. Real question. Does this infringe on Dana Durrell? Does Dana Durrell suffer? Does Dana Durrell suffer confusion, professional and personal to point? That Brendan must have freedom of speech and parody abridged. At moment, Dana Durrell Hulk account, too confusing, unclear what is, not really funny or good. That said, only confusion matter. Remove avatar, replace with personal illustration or other thing one has right to. In description, clarify this parody account, not actual Dana Durrell. Account allowed to stand. Just because not funny or good. Not mean Brendan no have right to post account. Unless Dana Durrell can provide evidence of damage. No damage caused. No reasonable confusion. Even among friend who was confused. She understood, this not what my friends say. This what Dana Durrell Hulk say. Advice to Brendan, try create real character. 
distinct and different from real Dana Durrell. Advice to Brendan. Consider whether or not this worth it to you to hurt friend for years in order to create this anodyne, meaningless account. Advice to Brendan. Maybe delete account simply out of artistic integrity and create something new under own name without using Hulk meme from other guy in Poland or whoever started this thing. Maybe Bizarro Brendan? Me think good idea. No, me think bad idea. But for meanwhile, provided avatar changed and description of account changed to clarify parody, account may stand so that listeners of Judge John Hodgman can go and look at this terrible account. That, <laughs> that punishment enough. This sound of gavel. Judge John Hodgman rule. Thank John Ronson. That all. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. How do you feel about this uh, resolution, Dana? Well, I'm hoping that Brendan will heed the advice and just take it down. But I guess it's up to him ultimately. Brendan, what do you think you're going to do? I will probably uh, do exactly what the judge suggested uh, for the brief period of time. Uh, uh, with the avatar and then take it down. Judge not suggest, judge order. You in violation of rights right now. This Canadian felony. You use artwork and and likeness without permission. This must change before end of day. Cease, desist. You in violation potentially of Twitter terms of service. Make clear this parody account so friend Joanna Graves no longer wonder what happened to my friend, why he hulked now. <laughs> now you talk. Uh, I will comply uh, with the scary Hulk judge. I, I'm uh, complete I, sentence. Complete sentence, good. Week. Oh, have- no, we- must wait until Judge John Hodgman listeners see. See what you have done. Within the week in, in quotation marks. Week. Too much too much irony and sarcasm in Saskatchewan. John Hodgman Hulk leave. Dana Brendan, I have one last question for you now that you've been sufficiently shamed. Um I'm trying to figure out if this is something I really heard or if it was just a dream. But I think I heard a story on As It Happens one time about a family of possums that were apparently frozen and dead underneath a Canadian person's porch, but then they put them in the oven and brought them back to life. Does that seem that seems like it could be a real story on As It Happens, right? That sounds rife for possum puns. That's not the question. The question is that seems like it could be a real story on As It Happens, right? It's believable. Yeah, I think so, too. Well, gentlemen, thank you for joining us on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Thanks to John Ronson, the author of So You've Been Publicly Shamed, which I read all of in galleys because I'm an insider, and uh, I loved it. Maybe even my favorite of John Ronson's books, uh, all of which I love very much. So go run out, run, don't walk, and go get that book because it's really wonderful. Uh, Thank you again, John. 
Thank you. And thank you for that nice thing that you just said. It's all true. Thank you. Our producer, Julia Smith, our editor, Mark McConville. You can find us online at MaximumFun.org. You can talk about the show in our subreddit at MaximumFun.reddit.com, in our forum at forum.maximumfun.org, and on Facebook, where there is a Maximum Fun group and a group of Max, uh, Max Fun Judge John Hodgman fans. This week's episode was named by Vernon Marr. Thank, Thank Vernon. You, Vernon. <laughs> If you want to name an episode of Judge John Hodgman in the future, go to uh, Twitter and follow us. Uh, John is at Hodgman. I am at Jesse Thorne. No underscores there. Um, Or you can like Judge John Hodgman on Facebook. And remember, it's the Max Fund Drive. Go to MaximumFund.org slash donate. This not bizarro John Hodgman, this not bizarro Judge John Hodgman podcast. Podcast begin now. Hello. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.